fellow smut fans, it's never seen it. My name is Trent. I'm here with my wife, Betsy. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and we are back for another Smutty Sunday. Betsy, today's movie is yet another movie from 2002. The Good year God. that continues to haunt us. It will us. never stop. B- Betsy, we're covering yet another Smutty movie. And today, the selection is 40 Days and 40 Nights. We are doing another movie in a row that you have watched. Yes. And I have not. Correct. That is unheard of on this podcast. It's incredibly rare. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Betsy, like you said, I have seen this movie probably three or four times. I like this movie. It was not well received back when it was released. Uh, but why don't you tell the good people what you know about the movie? Well, before you said it was from 2002, I was just like, this is from 2002, right? Of course it, it is. It has to be. It screams 2002. Everything about this movie screams 2002. Not the least of which is Josh Hartnett. That's right. Remember the early 2000s? There was about six or seven years where we were trying really hard to make Josh Hartnett a thing. And I'm really bummed that he wasn't a thing. He was, from about 2000 to 2006. I know, but that's the thing. I wanted Josh Hartnett to be a big star, and he never broke out of the kind of cute, romantic, hot guy kind of role. The teen boy stuff. Yeah, and he he never broke out. And that, it pissed me off up until recently where he started to get better work. Yes, he's he's continued to work for the last 20 yes. years. He had to reach 40, but he finally made it. He has matured. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so I know he is the star. I want to say it's that chick from A Knight's Tale who You're you right. like. You're right. Do you know her name? It's... Uh, it, do, it does sh- start... Sh- it sh- does sh- start... Sh- 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 Shush. Shush. <laughs> Shannon Sossaman. Okay, I knew there was a lot of susses in there. Shannon yes. Sossaman, who again, early 2000s, yep. we were trying to make it thing. Very hot. Yeah. And I, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, uh, <laughs> I wanted her to be another big star, and it never happened for her, even in her later years. Never came about. Uh, but yeah, those are the two stars. What do you know about the movie? I know that it's called 40 Days and 40 Nights because it's about Lent. And trust me, the irony of you selecting this movie to fall on Easter Sunday was uh-huh. not lost on uh-huh. me. Happy Easter, everybody. That was not an intentional choice. It was not. We had it all planned out, and then I pointed at the calendar and said, do you know what you just did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, my understanding is he gives up sex for Lent because he's oversexed. Uh, not only does he give up sex, Betsy. He gives up touching himself? He gives up everything. And everything else. Everything in between. Okay. So so, so this smutty movie is not so much about sex, but the lack of sex. But I would be willing to bet there are farcical situations that happen and lots of sex happening around him. Oh, Betsy, this movie is silly. I, it bu- is silly I fully with, anticipated it. With all of the ridiculous things happening around him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I like this movie. And we're going to get into it after we watch it, but I just want to say, you know, this movie got a bad rap. It's a fun kind of, you know, raunchy sex romp. From a la, 2002! A la, you know, American Pie. There were a lot of these kinds of movies yes. back then. And 
you're allowed to have some fun sometimes when you're making your movies. And not everything has to be an Oscar winner. Yeah. Sometimes you can just sit down and go, ha this is stupid. <laughs> uh, but I will say, there's going to be a returning champion from the previous Smutty Sunday that you're going to notice in this movie. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Okay, well, now I'm going to start racking my brain to see who that might be. Uh-huh, we're going to get to that in just a moment. We're going to go and watch 40 Days and 40 Nights. We'll be right back. Betsy, did you survive the 40 days and 40 nights? <laughs> this movie is perfectly adequate. I don't think this is All like right. a great movie. All right. It was cute. Like it mm-hmm. had moments where I was just like, Haha, okay, which is exactly what I expected. But I can understand contextually mm-hmm. why people didn't love this movie. Because thinking back to when it was 2002, yep. we're, you know, 17 years old. This is too raunchy to fall into the cute teen rom-com mm-hmm. or any other rom-coms of the day, but it's not raunchy enough compared to the example you gave, American Pie, right. and those other movies like Scary Movie that were coming out around well, this and, time. And the, the whole point of American Pie is to be the teen sex comedy. Right. This is more, this is like college-aged, mid-20s. These are like adults with jobs. Yeah. Like, right out of college kind of a thing. And, you know, in 2002, we were still in high school about to go to college. So, I mean, I didn't see this movie until I was in college. So maybe I had a a different mindset then. So I enjoyed this movie simply because they don't... I mean, they go there, but they don't go super hard into, like, the gross-out stuff. This movie could be so much more raunchy. For a movie that is entirely about a guy giving up sex, Mm -hmm. you would expect this, like I said, contextually with what other things were going on. Like, this is clearly an R-rated movie as it is. And it's really not raunchy. You know, there's like some fake boners. There's a couple of nipples and boobs Played out. Played for laughs. Played for laughs. Yeah, it's not meant to be titillating. No, there's no bodily fluid. There is nobody like in in a questionable situation. Compromising position, yeah. I think is what they're called. Yeah, so they're, they could have gone a lot farther. So I think for the people who were expecting another American Pie, this doesn't go far enough. For yeah. people who were thinking, like, she's all that kind of a movie, mm-hmm. this is nowhere near it. It's just... Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying here. It it's is, somewhere in the middle. It is... Th- I, I, have you ever seen um, Van Wilder? I actually have not. I think I started watching it and I hated it. (laughs) And I liked that movie at the time for what it was, but that one just got way too 
out there and raunchy for for even me at the time. As I've gotten older, I've realized that that movie's not very great. Yeah, people used to find stuff like that funny, and as you get older, you grow out of that kind of humor. Yeah, and even like that I don't, was a... I don't know grown adults who love Van Wilder who can seriously no. watch a movie like that now and go, "Yeah, that's hilarious." No, people who are twenty two love yeah. Van Wilder, but yeah, like. That went too far for me, but like She's All That, you you mentioned that. You could have made a rated R version of She's All That. Yeah. But they chose not to to have a bigger audience. Like, I don't know how you make this a PG-13 movie without having all of the jokes in here. Yeah, it's impossible to do. I think this has to be an R, but they didn't yeah. make it uh, the hard R they probably could have. Yeah, you could have covered up the, the women. You could have not had all the boner jokes. You could have cleaned up the language and still talked about the subject matter. It's really hard to make a movie that's exclusively about sex without making it an R-rated movie. <laughs> uh, it is a lot harder because you don't have those options in front of you yeah. as a filmmaker. And especially 20 years ago. Yes. Like, there's... You could probably get away with a lot more, honestly, now. Or maybe even... I don't know. I think you would probably get away with less these days. Maybe. Because, of course, the end of the movie is... I think I know where you're going is here. Basically, his ex-girlfriend non-consensually they're very vague i don't know if she actually has sex with him or just grinds on him i mean it doesn't matter it doesn't matter but it's non-consensual yeah that person should have been arrested yeah let's just say that like if there's anything that is something that does not age well it is that. You cannot have that in a movie these days without some kind of consequences for that person. Right. And that really, honestly, contextually or no, that put aside, the whole movie ends because she places a bet and then she wins the bet. There's no closure to that. Yeah, there's no payoff So basically, there. Yeah. his horrible ex-girlfriend, played by Vanessa Shaw, champion of the smutty like movies, said, apparently. Like I said. <laughs> Two in a row. She forces herself on him, mm-hmm. wins the bet, and we never see her again. There are no consequences for her yeah. being a shitty human being. And even in the this time frame, they usually would button up that storyline. Mm-hmm. So or there's, something would happen to yeah. her. Like if it was a Van Wilder, you would have had, you know, something terrible happen to her from an ex or her parents would find out. An outside source. I don't know. Something would happen to her. But you're right. They do not tie up that whole thing with her or the bet with the entire thing. The only thing they do is continue on with a different bet about how long he's going to be in his bedroom fucking his girlfriend. Well, listen, when this movie started, he decides for himself that this is what he's going to do. He's going to take a vow of celibacy for the entirety of Lent. 40 days. 40 nights. Okay. And I'm watching it as it's progressing, and we're at about day six. And I said, you know, in any other movie of this time, he would be doing this as the result of a bet, to bring it back to She's All That again. The only reason that movie happens is somebody bets him to do it. Mm -hmm. This feels like someone would bet him to do it. And no sooner had I said that, (laughs) cut to the boardroom with all his dude bro co-workers creating a bet against him so they're Mm -hmm. basically all trying to win money off of when he fails yeah and then it turns into them trying to make him fail so there's a lot of elements that they were trying 
And it's kind of all over the place because, like you said, it's unresolved at the end. Yes, it creates some comedic moments throughout because mm-hmm. you know oh there's the guy trying to slip him viagra and the woman sitting on the copier spreading her legs and just wildly flirting and the yeah. two women who try to you seduce Have him in the coat room you yeah. know so there's moments that come from that mm-hmm. but yeah they're they kind of don't really resolve it because there's a lot of build-up and then it's just over. And the we only, don't address it. The only defense I would say to that is the movie isn't about the bet. But if I want to be really nitpicky yes. about structure, I'm with you. I'm I with like you. things to be resolved. And that was a really gaping thing to not give resolution to. That bothered me. His girlfriend being awful, or his ex girlfriend being yeah. awful and getting away with it and mm-hmm. winning the bet. Like, winning the pool. Well, we also don't see her do that. I'm and just saying. I would, I would say, if there's any anything that I would have done to, to resolve that whole thing, fucking disqualify her, give her her money back. Well, number one, call the police. And two, give it to Matt. Give it to Josh Hartnett. Because I- he would have succeeded if not for this one incident. Right, but they don't give you any resolution whatsoever. The only thing we get yes. is, like you said, when he finally gets the girl at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. they have like a three-day fuck fest in his room, and all of his coworkers are sitting in the living room taking bets on how long they're going to be in there. Yeah. And it's like a funny way to end the movie. It was, yeah. Again, unresolved. Unresolved. We just keep <laughs> perpetuating this. All right. So- It's just structural things like that that are the problems with this movie. It's there. Like, the pieces are all there. But if you want me to be completely honest, (laughs) the thing that bothered me the most about this, I don't know if Josh Hartnett was right for this movie. Really? I'm not completely sold. Like, I just kept thinking about how he's, like, too much of a straight man. And he's not going silly enough. But then when he went silly, I was like, I don't believe you. Like, I don't know. I think you maybe... Don't, you don't like him stumbling on the on the ground like three times in the movie? I, just, I don't know how to explain it. I just... I was thinking to myself, I don't know if I would have picked him. Like, it's you, the you thing don't we buy, were... You don't buy him being a, like, sex maniac. You don't buy him as being this kind of meek and like he turns into kind of a nerd in the in the in the middle of the movie i think it's the thing we were talking about in the intro they were trying really hard to make josh hartnett a thing yeah but i think the problem that hollywood has had at least in this era was figuring out what that thing is like trying to put him in a box that Mm -hmm. other people were doing and he's got to take whatever jobs are offered to him it's a leading role it's a leading role in his own movie right But the moments where I feel like he is best is when he's kind of a straight man. Like, I don't really... Like, I could even see him doing romantic. Like, I'll buy romantic. Mm -hmm. But it was when it got goofy that it takes a certain kind of actor to be completely comfortable making an ass of yourself. There are people who can do the whole spectrum. You know, somebody like Ryan Gosling can Mm -hmm. do... Crazy Stupid Love, where he is jacked. (laughs) You know, he is, part of his character is he's really, really fit. 
But he's also kind of a goofy ass, you know? Yeah. We're recording this the day the fucking Barbie trailer comes out, and that dude is a goofy motherfucker. So somebody like that, he can do all of it. I don't know that Josh Hartnett is that guy. I don't know that I buy him as being able to pull off the goofy, because there were moments here where I was just like, I don't buy it. Do you think it's just the performance here, or do you not think that he as an actor can pull that thing off? Because I don't know. I'll be honest. I I, I've said my piece about Josh Hartnett. I I have hoped throughout his career and my life that he would have been a bigger deal because I like him in everything that I've seen him in. Now he's chosen some weird movies. I watched that fucking vampire movie, Thirty Days of Night. He doesn't fit in a vampire movie at all. Okay, but. In a comedy, I think he pulls it off. Even the comedic stuff, I think he's got this really, like, I, I think he, he's pulling off the the tightness. I don't know how else to describe it. The, the tight- inner anxiety yes. he is feeling. Yes, he is pulling that off in, in his delivery, in his body language. I think he's got it. There were parts of it I liked. There were parts of it I didn't. I just... I don't like him, like, doing the stumbling thing that he does a few times in the movie. Because he's not an awkward guy. That's, no. That's the thing. I think maybe that's what that, I'm trying to say is it it's not him. Right. And I think they, they try a little bit too hard yeah. to, to make him into this awkward guy. And speaking of awkward, like, there was that one scene after their second date on the bus. And they go back to her place. And she's going to go in for the kiss. And he panics. And gives him the high five. And then stumbles. And then stumbles yeah, backwards. See, like that. And he and he's like hopping up and down and just being all weird. And I, I get that kind of a feeling, mm-hmm. but I don't think that portion was pulled off as well as they wanted. See, like him jumping back and giving her the high five, that part worked. And then when he's like skipping Everything away, else after it got that. weird. Them on the bus, like the two of them together. Okay, they have chemistry. Yeah, they're great. I think when they're just playing off each other, like if he was just doing any other kind of rom-com, I think I would buy it. But it's the same problem with the material that I am I keep coming back to. Because of the kind of rom-com, because this is a rom-com. It is. Because of what we are trying to accomplish here, I just, it's it takes a very specific kind of actor, and I'm not convinced this is him. All right. That's, Who else would you have put in here as long as you're, Lord, you're trying have, to recast this? Co- <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to go so far as to recast it. I'm just saying the problems with the script maybe would fix the problems I'm having with him. All right. I'll just leave it with that. All right. I just I would say if there was one thing that really bothered me at times was him. And maybe that is a result simply of an unfleshed out script. Yeah, and, and I I fully admit that this movie is not like a deep study of it's repression not supposed of to be. Yeah, you know, it's not. It Even is, if it was a straight rom com minus the sex, it yeah. would still be a goofy, stupid movie. It is, and I fully cop to that. I still like this movie quite a bit. I like the di- the dynamic between these two. I think the the whole meet cute when yeah. when they when they have when they happen upon each other in the laundromat and he doesn't say anything is a great way to do that. Have you ever seen that in another rom-com? Where he's just silent. Little Miss, uh, a master of (laughs) rom-coms. I am not the master. I've just seen lots of them. You have. Yeah, you like, you have never seen that in anything else? I would have to sit and think about that for a while, but no, I don't think so. Yeah, there's things like, 
you can tell they were trying to do something unique. Yeah. Okay, the meet cute has to happen. It's a necessary evil in these mm -hmm. kinds of movies. Mm -hmm. The guy giving her the silent treatment. Okay, I'll take it. It's cute. You know, he's really trying to not pursue this, but the more he's thinking about it, the more he's thinking about it. And then, like, they set up things that they call back to later. Like, when she first comes in, she sees him getting his, his secret, his secret stash. stash. Yeah. And then later, he catches her trying to steal his stuff. Busted. Yeah. So it's cute, and it sets it up for later. Yeah. And then, like, the scene where normally in a movie like this, there's a sex scene. Mm -hmm. They don't have a sex scene, but they have oh, all. Oh, but of, they do, Betsy. They have all of the music cues, and so you know because you've been trained when watching all these movies to know what's going to happen. Like, oh God, they're taking off their shirts. Oh God, it's she doesn't have any pants on. Like, oh God, it's gonna happen. Romantic mu music, yeah. and it's dark, and there's candles. But instead of sex, they're touching each other with flower petals. Yeah. And she hot. And she orgasms. <laughs> yep. I will give you that is unique. I have not seen that before. Mm -hmm. And again, if I was like 16, 17, I'd have probably thought, wow, that's amazing. It was towing the line of being cheesy. It's a movie. <laughs> it was really towing the line for me of being cheesy. <laughs> yeah. I do like the scene with her and Maggie Gyllenhaal, the friend, mm -hmm. afterwards. And she it just cuts to her and she says, with a flower. A flower? <laughs> <laughs> so I give it credit for trying. That was something I hadn't seen before. Did it's you? A, it's a sex scene. Without sex and without touching. Did you know before watching this movie that you would have considered this a rom-com? I don't know. I would say probably if I had sat and thought about it a little bit longer because I knew there was a love interest. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would have put it more rom-com. I would have just assumed it was a raunchy movie with a love interest. But this yeah. is more rom-com than anything. It is. And I keep going back to the, the whole Van Wilder thing. It is a similar story. Really? It kind of is because the the main character there is in college. He doesn't want to ever leave college, even though he's been there for like eight years. He could have graduated many different times, but he doesn't want to grow up and he doesn't want to move on with his life. And he meets somebody that is trying to encourage him to grow up and do whatever. And I, I, I'm, I'm reciting the plot from Van Wilder like it's <laughs> some kind of... Masterpiece. Artistic masterpiece. <laughs> no, I mean... There is a plot there, though. There is a plot there. and uh, Underneath all of the nonsense. Yeah, and he is, a, he is a good person in the end. And it just takes this one person to get the main character to grow up and, and move on with their life. In this case, Josh Hartnett is trying to get over his ex. And he's doing it in a lot of different ways, mainly by just sleeping with whoever he that he can. But it's giving but, him a fucking panic but attack. But he's having a panic attack during, and he cannot go through with it. So really what he needed to do is find somebody else to get him out of the funk. And it took this drastic measure of him just saying, no, I'm not going to be doing this for the next 40 days and committing to it where he does finally find somebody and he can rewire his brain to not just have it be about sex. And be open to new things and new people. And they don't really go into it, but Erica mentions the idea that, okay, you and your ex, the real thing that you had with her was 
she was just extremely physically attractive to you and you could not give that up. Mm -hmm. But you didn't actually have a connection with her. You didn't love her. It was just about sex. So with me, you're actually finding these connections. You're having a good time just hanging out with me. And all of these other times where you're just bringing people home to, 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 to fuck them, you're not getting anything out of it. And that's what's pulling you away because it's reminding you of the hurt feelings you had with your ex. Yeah, it's he has a great capacity for feeling, but he doesn't realize that the void he is feeling is sex and not love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it takes him not having sex to realize what he really wants. What he really wants is the connection, and he never had that with his ex. Yeah, because she's terrible. Oh, she's bad. They're very bad together. I don't know why they're together. They don't make any sense at all, but that's kind of... They're they're painted with a comically large brush in movies like this, yeah. where they're very exaggerated how different they are, mm -hmm. so that you really despise them. Well, and they Which also... is why I'm so bothered that she doesn't get her comeuppance at the end. You're right, you're right. I, I have sat through this 90-minute movie, and I have earned some <laughs> bad things happening to this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I do appreciate the fact that at the very beginning of the movie, they're having, oh God, there's so many things we need to talk about of, of two, the 2002-ness of this movie. Uh, they're having this little montage of all of the like home videos that they took together on their- On like, their Nikon. On their handheld digital cameras. <laughs> uh, that hold and, 60 photos at, right, at best. <laughs> right. And he's like going through all these photos and deleting them, deleting them over and over again. And you can see the- the growing apart. Like there's a couple of videos in there of him taking videos of her like he would normally do, but she's over it. She doesn't want to deal with you anymore. Stop sticking that camera in my face. Yeah, I'm over We're going to talk about this when I get back. Exactly. Yeah, and it's a clever way to give you a lot of information in a very yeah, short backstory. amount of time. Great. But you're right, since you touched on it, the 2002-ness. So this is... First shot of the movie. First shot. Bucket hat. Bucket hat. Bucket hat, taking pictures in front of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. yeah How yeah. 2002 is that? They're on the street, and there's a lot of extras walking past them. Yep. And all the women look like they just jumped off the pages of the Delia's catalog. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pleather and spiky hair. Colors. Just so many colors. So many colors. And everybody's got their belly buttons hanging out. <laughs> And what depresses me the most is they're trying to bring it back. It's back already, Betsy. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of that. He's wearing a polo shirt over a long sleeve shirt mm -hmm. several times. Mm -hmm. I was kind of getting to the point where it's like, you clearly edited this around and reused some footage because you're wearing the same shirt many times. And I understand you're a it's, dude. Yeah, it's 2002. You're a dude. Come on. that's You got to give him that. I just, uh, usually in a movie like that's this, he, you don't see does, him wear the same thing twice. He does his laundry. He's going to wear things more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, but they hadn't done their laundry yet because when we first see him, it's supposed to be the first day and then it's the sixth day and he was wearing the same outfit. Uh, Thank you. I noticed shit like this. Nitpicking. <laughs> oh, God. What other 2000s things were there that really jumped out? Uh, the dot com thing. Oh, yeah. 
being in San Francisco, the dot-com thing was still booming in 2002, even after the crash, because the company he works for makes websites. Literally everyone in this movie works at some company relating to the internet. It's San Francisco. Yeah, he did, Erica did, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure his ex-girlfriend did. I don't know what that thing was about. I don't know. I just know that they were all talking about dot-com bullshit. Yes. <laughs> Referring to it specifically as, oh, he works for a dot-com. Well, like, just think about, I mean, I don't know how, how much you paid attention to this kind of a thing. There is a ton of people working at this company that does not need to employ this many people. Like, this is very <laughs> much a startup mentality where... You hire as many of your friends as you can. You get a bunch of venture capital money and you just burn through it until you get bought out. That is the way it is still going now. 20 years ago, they started the model and yeah. even before then. Yeah. You don't actually have to make any money. You just have to burn through that as, as well, as slow as you can so you don't run out. But yeah, there's so many people working at this company. All they do is design websites and make websites. To be honest, he's the only one who's working because the rest it's of them true. are too busy it's true. betting against him and trying to fuck him. Like I, <laughs> like I said, you hire your friends, so of course you're going to be fucking around all the time. Yeah. So even on the other side, it's with Erica's company, it... What does it do? It like finds websites and like flags them as porn, so it doesn't appear in search results. I didn't really understand that. I under I remember there was some software that you could install on your computers to protect your uh, to protect against your kids getting onto porn websites, stumbling on porn. Yeah. yeah, and there were a lot of different software pieces of software like that. And you don't really have that much anymore. I think you can probably just click a button in your router and it'll do that. You can probably, well, probably do something in the on browser. your browser. Yeah, you can do something in your browser, like the safe search in Google. But Trent, this you can is, still get to websites. This is 2002. The internet still screeched. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of those different kinds of companies popping up all over the place. And again, it's just a bunch of young, recent college graduates working over there, too. Presumably. Presumably. But of course you have the obligatory old guy who is the manager. Yeah. Yeah. You need that guy who I recognize, I think, from a TV show in the 90s. Probably. Which is the type you cast in this. And then it's hilarity ensues because he accidentally drinks the drink with the Viagra in it uh -huh. and has to just jerk it in the bathroom. Like three times. Four times. Four times. He was going in me. for number four. And if he did five, he sets the company record. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And yeah, um, let's just talk about that. Not the jerking off portion, but the the attitudes of people working in an office together, like your boss talking about taking the vow himself to deny sex to his wife because his wife won't give him anything. That You are the boss. You are the owner, maybe, of the company. You can't be talking about that. There's a lot of people in this movie who are very open about talk, just sex. Let's just yep. talk about it. His parents... Just yes. pointing at, like, here, I've got a, a, a graph that they gave me All to see positions. the positions that I can do or can't do with my hip. Yeah. To their children. And yep. he's talking to a priest about sex, or a soon-to-be priest yeah. about sex. And 
his boss talking about sex. It's like y'all need to just tone it down. <laughs> yeah, and this this is the they have meetings about this office pool. They just use all this company time. They're all talking about this stuff. You cannot do that. Where is HR? It's like, I'm going to bring it up again. She's all that. <laughs> they don't actually go to class. No. They just do the things. They don't actually work yeah, at their this job. This company, they don't actually work. They're just in the office. Even in Erica's job, her friend is saying, you can't read a book. It's not that kind of a job. So either work, go go on some porn websites, or you can't read your book, or you can go home or something. Yeah, you're bumming me out. Go away. Yeah. The only person who I would say is the MVP of doing their job is the bagel guy the bagel guy and betsy who's the bagel guy he's you didn't recognize him well i did and i didn't because i don't know what i'm looking for so 2002 it's been a long time ago and he's very different looking it was the guy who played the older pete on the adventures of pete and pete yeah and he's credited as the bagel guy he's bagel guy but he shows up and he restocks the bagels. And he knows everything. And he knows everything. He knows the line in the basketball game. He knows that Nicole is getting engaged or just got engaged because her office is just down the street and there was a big banner saying, They also Congratulations. get the bagels. Yeah, they also get the bagels. He does it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you touched on it a little bit, but Maggie Gyllenhaal is also in this movie. She yeah, plays she's the in best like friend. Three scenes, I think. Which, again, contextually, if you think about it, this came out the same year as Donnie Darko. Okay. So this is probably one of the first movies she ever made. When did Secretary come out? Uh, it might have also been 2002. Yeah. So it this was, was, it was, this was a year. Time. This was a good year for Maggie Gyllenhaal, but yeah. I'd be willing to bet that this one was early days for her. Mm-hmm. She was getting cast in a lot of stuff. She's really blonde in this, which was strange. It's weird. I don't think I've ever seen her as a blonde. Everyone has terrible hair in this movie, by <laughs> the by. The ones who are really trendy and hip. Because, like... Shannon Sossaman. Yeah, we haven't talked about her yet. At one point, literally has her hair pushed back in a headband, Mm -hmm. and her hair is all spiky, but it's crimped. Yes. It is both crimped and spiky. It's trendy, Betsy. I wanted to shave her head or douse her (laughs) with a bucket of water. I needed to to go away. (laughs) Speaking of shaved head, during the, the early montage of him and his ex... He had a shaved head. Yeah, the He had early. a buzzed head anyway. Yeah, yeah. They they either recorded that first or last. Probably last. That's usually how that Probably goes. Probably last. But yes, we haven't really talked about too, too much about Shannon Sossman. What did you think about her? She is delightful as always. I have no complaints. Always biting her lip. Yeah, she's great in this. Like, this is more in line with this what I see a, her. This is a perfect yeah. role for her because she can be the kind of raunchy girl that I think a lot of guys like, me included. Um, yeah, but she can also carry the romance yeah. and the drama when there's you know they have to fight. Like, I bought her more than I bought him. She was even funny. Like, there was the, the line after the second date where he gives her the high five and she's talking with Maggie Gyllenhaal saying, you know what, he's treating me like an equal. We're having a great time hanging out. And Maggie says, so you hate it, right? It's terrible, right? It's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> I cannot understand why he doesn't want to have sex with me. You know, that's a funny line coming from a woman in this kind of a movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I have no complaints about her. I thought of of everyone in this, she's the most believable. 
Save maybe Maggie Gyllenhaal, but she wasn't on the screen that much it's to true. do anything of consequence. It's true. You know, and, and of course, San Francisco being a very progressive kind of a city, you're going to have empowered women on screen at all times. I will tell you, for being San Francisco in 2002, this was not the most diverse group of people. Oh, no. I like, don't know if you've, if you've heard about uh, Silicon Valley. It's a lot of white guys. Yeah, but this is like San Francisco startup company. Still, that's what I'm saying. So we've got one Asian dude and maybe a gay guy, question mark? I don't he, know. He was not very flim- flamboyant if that was supposed to be the one gay guy in this movie. If he was, they, they did not point they it out. They didn't draw attention to it. So nope. I can't even say that for sure that he was there. Yeah. And there's really only one mention of gayness in the entire movie. It was early on when he reveals or when his his roommate finds out about the bet where he says, after two dates and there's no kiss, after that, you're full on homo or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And there's only one reference to that in the entire movie. Yeah, I, I agree with the plot that he probably should have just told her, but we need the plot to move forward and we need conflict. So he didn't tell her. So then, of course, he finds out about the bet. And then, oh, no, because she works in the Internet, mm-hmm. like she's everyone else, find she finds out and then she's mad. And then they get back together and then they break up and then they get back together the and then internet, they break up. The Internet is such a small place, Betsy. In San Francisco, <laughs> apparently. In the porn world, certainly. I guess. Anyway, but yeah, uh, thank goodness for the internet because uh, we wouldn't be able to do this otherwise. So thank you, internet. Even though we're not doing porn. Like this is... No, no feet pics, nothing weird. You're not getting my feet. Nope, none of that. All right, I've got a few more things I wanted to mention here uh, before we get out of here. Uh, One thing we didn't mention was the, 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 the one chick going into the copy room, let's say, and going in there to tempt him by... Hopping up on top of the copy machine, which, by the way, that will not support a lot of weight. That's just glass. Yeah. Her getting up there, spreading her legs and showing, hey, I have this butterfly tattoo on my inner thigh, like way up there. Way up there. And she says, I want another one on my other leg. Can you tell me what you would what you would have on it? And she says, I might want to get a pussy cat. Do you like pussy cats? And then he has this really weird, awkward thing saying, no, the, you wouldn't want a pussycat because because the cat would go after the butterfly and hurt the butterfly and it would it would be really sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what cats do. Indeed. They attack. It's true. And she's just like, okay, all right, you're not going to take, take the bait. So I'm just going to press this button over here and photocopy my ass mm-hmm. and write my phone number on the thing. And yes, everybody is just fascinated. They're watching in their glass bubble, <laughs> and he does nothing about it. Yeah, his roommate is uh, re- regarding the photo with the phone number and asking, you're going to call her, right? You got to call her. She gave you a photo of her ass. Uh-huh. Yeah. He did not call her. Yeah. That's sexting in 2002, by the way. That's how you had to do it in those yeah, days. Yeah, that's right. You had to You had to Xerox yourself. Xerox your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All you kids these days. Uh, And then at the end of the movie, when I think it's day 40, where he goes about his day. I don't know why the hell you you just don't take a day off or like go and do an activity. You've spent the last several weeks having people try to do something to make you 
fail. Don't, don't Why don't put you yourself in that position. Self-isolate. Go to a cabin in the woods. Go to the beach. Go be alone. Take a pottery class. Take the your... The most non-sexual... Wait a minute, he's touching things take that are your wet. Lady, Never mind. Take your lady with you. Get separate rooms for all I care. <laughs> And then it all will be well, but this yes. is not how we live in this movie. <laughs> anyway, so it's day 40. He's like on the bus and he starts hallucinating. Mm -hmm. Seeing, first of all, he's just seeing women in like lingerie and uh, and dudes in suits walking by. Then he goes to this like cafe outside and they're just naked one second and he turns back and they're clothed. He's just, he's having a moment. He's having an episode. He's having a physical and mental breakdown. Yes. And then he goes to the church where his brother is going to be the priest and gonna, is going to go to confession. And he walks in on him with a nun and he blames, I guess he, he says he doesn't blame his brother, but he, he kind of blames his brother it's because all of your stories, there's just, I, I can't handle it. I, I need to take a sabbatical. If I come back, I mean, when I come back, it's going to be different. Yeah, it's a one thing to tell your brother these things. It's another to tell all of these details to your brother who's going to be a priest. Yeah. That's a lot to lay on somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what, what did you, we haven't really mentioned that. What did you think about the, the whole dynamic between the brothers? Honestly, I think they just needed a reason to bring the conversation of Lent up. So they okay. were like, I guess his brother has to be a priest. I don't think they put much more thought into it than I, that. I, I think I do like the relationship because they can be brothers to each other. Yeah. Like they, the first time. I believe them as brothers. Yeah, the first time he's walking out of the confessional and he calls him a dick and the brother says, you're a dick back. Yeah, it was funny. I get it, but I don't think there was much more thought to it beyond yeah. we need a way to introduce the concept introduce of it. Lent. You're right. And then we have the actual priest saying, oh, we're putting up banners because it's Lent. I give up my, like, this little cookie that I normally have. It's like, oh, it's such a, such a sacrifice. And I love the brother telling him, why don't you just do what everybody else does? Give up chocolate. Give up meat. Just give up something else other than the thing that you're all about. Be normal, you weird man. <laughs> right? <laughs> And then there was another day. I don't know why, but this moment always stuck out to me. It is the, just the the verbiage of it. He says the the cafe that he goes to get his coffee every day is sponsoring hot women wearing no bras day. Super hot women. Super like hot women. There yeah, were like forty eight. There were forty. Boobs. There were forty eight breasts at the cafe. He counted them. <laughs> He's a desperate man yes. in that situation. I, I love the cutting back to just his mouth, like the bottom of his face doing the confessional. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the last thing is when he's sleeping on the last day and he has his dream of himself flying through a valley of boobs. Boob Valley. <laughs> It's where he lives and yeah. wants to be. <laughs> it's where I want to live. It's where I want to be, Betsy. <laughs> all right. That is all I had. What else did you have, Betsy? Uh, what was with the monkeys? I counted no fewer than five references to monkeys. Like mm -hmm. the girl he's hooking up with has a monkey. There's a monkey at the office in the supply closet. Mm -hmm. uh, the laundromat is called Mon Key. Mm-hmm. Is I it don't just, know. Is it just a joke because we're nothing but animals? Is this because it was 2002 and we were all singing the Bloodhound Gang? <laughs> you know that music video where they're all dressed you and like me, monkeys? baby, ain't nothing, nothing but, but mammals. mammals. So let's do it. 
like, like they, they do, do on the Discovery on Channel. On the Discovery Channel. <laughs> of course. Like, ge- genuinely, that's all I got. I have well, no idea. <laughs> the one monkey, I think, I, I can't even describe it. It was on one of the gal's shirts. And I didn't even catch that one. Yeah, it was uh, it was on uh, it was actually a couple of different uh, people's shirts, I think. But it was that monkey. I think they advertised it at Aeropostale, that store in the mall. Sure. I think that was one of their logos. I could be wrong. I don't know, but I remember seeing that a lot in high school. I'm just saying I counted at least five monkeys, and I didn't even catch the one you just mentioned. So there was clearly something with the monkeys. Yeah. I honestly do not know. But you know what? I'll just go with your idea. I, sure. I, if there had been somebody giving an impassioned speech about how we're all just animals, I would, I would have been a little bit too on the nose. I would have let it go, but... too on the nose. It just, it bothered me. I don't like when I don't understand something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. The only other thing that I, I read about this thing, apparently Josh Hartnett tried to do this task list. He tried to do the thing. He tried to do the thing. He made it two weeks. I mean, which I would say, you know what? Good on you. When you're young and horny. (laughs) When you're whatever age he was. And you're Josh Hartnett on the rise. Yep. You better believe there are women throwing themselves at him. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to be the end of our discussion about 40 days, 40 nights. Here's a question. Do you think it fits with our smut fest? It is certainly more smutty than the last movie we watched. It certainly is lacking in sex for a movie that is smutty. But given that the conversation is always about sex, I don't know how it can't be defined as smut. All right. All right. Well, speaking of bagels. I like bagels. How about that for a transition? (laughs) To an email about everything, everywhere, all at once. You know, there's a bagel in that movie. And everything bagel. Everything. 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 We got an email from Stephanie about this movie. Hey, did you know that that won the Oscar for Best Picture? It sure did, Trent. Oh, boy. It won a lot of Oscars. It did. Uh, She says, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Seriously, visually, this movie is incredible. The acting is incredible. The story is incredible. It was weird and fun and just so good. There were so many weird little jokes hidden. Number one, I can't believe it took me this long to watch it. Number two, I can't wait to watch it again. And number three, give it all the Oscars. Well, they did. Yeah, we got that one. We got that one right before the Oscars. I think we got that email. Yes, we got this uh, at about a week before the Oscars, I think. But I believe it is the most winning movie for Oscars, like either ever or in a really long goddamn time. For a long time. Yeah. Uh, She says, I can see the Matrix parallels, but I also saw uh, some John Dies at the End in this movie. I haven't seen that. I don't get the reference. I haven't seen John Dies at the End. Don't spoil it for me. (laughs) Uh, She says, this is a very thoughtful and very well-made film. I would love to make really weird and sneakily inappropriate trophies for businesses. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love the scene where she was making everyone happy that was trying to fight her. Yeah. 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 Kill them with kindness. Also, I love everything bagels. Boo. (laughs) You know, I honestly feel like it's the kind of thing I'd probably like, but I always associate bagels with breakfast. 
Mm-hmm. And I always want something not Yeah, that's more of savory. a savory. Yeah. yeah I, I don't want savory in my morning meal. Yeah, I want something kind of sweet to I get think, me going. I think I could get on board with an everything bagel for lunch if mm-hmm. there was like a lot, like a true like bagel sandwich. But sure. But somebody's got to tell me what to put on it. Sure. Like you're going to have, you know, locks and a, a bunch of other stuff on it along yeah. with the seasoning. Like you're not going to eat an everything bagel plain. No, with just what do you that. think I am? Kind of monster? I know. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, she finishes, anyway, this was amazing. I'm going to watch Women Talking on Wednesday, ha ha ha, and will probably miss out on Avatar 2 since it isn't streaming. I may sneak in a few more of the acting categories, and then the Oscars will be upon us. Love you guys from superfan Stephanie. Well, I love to hear how far you got in the process, Stephanie. It's been a few weeks. You've had... yeah. You've had about a month almost to to get caught up. I'll be interested to see where you landed. Yeah. So um, that is going to be the end of this one. Like I said, we're right in it. Betsy, we're doing two different series this month. We cannot be stopped. We have Smutty Sunday. We have Video Game Wednesdays. We didn't really have a snappy name for that one yet. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe by the end of it, we'll find one. No, we won't. Um, so, yeah, just let us know what you thought about this one. Is Vanessa Shaw the queen of smut? Do you think Josh Hartnett should have been f- more famous? Email us, neverseenitpod at gmail.com. That's neverseenitpod at gmail.com. It's free. Click the thing in the description. It'll take you to your email app and you can just type, just type, type, type. Just, just send us something, please. Is that how email thoughts, works? thoughts just come out of your head and into your fingers and just send it away to into us. Into one of those dot coms. One of them dot coms. Do they still have those? I mean, it's in the email. I guess. <laughs> It is, it is in the email address. Never seen a pod at gmail.com. You can also visit us on any one of these social media sites. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All the links are in the description, along with a link to go to our support page. Please click that and throw us a dollar on Spotify. And also, while you're there, go ahead and rate us five stars on the Spotify or on the iTunes or wherever the hell you are listening to us. Rate us five stars. It helps people find the podcast. But until next we meet, this has been Never Seen It. My name is Trent. My name is Betsy. And we'll be back to you on Wednesday with another video game movie. We sure will. See you then. Bye.